and we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. The topic today, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, the age of AI has begun officially. And how big of a deal is this? Well, massive. It's going to affect your life, whether you like it or not. It's just the way it is. In fact, I'm going to start off with a quote here, and this is credit to the sovereign individual, recommended reading. Always tell you good sources to read. Please go read that book. Phenomenal. Very important. Written in 1997. So if you do read it, that will blow your mind. And I just tweeted this, and this is, you know, related to that book. I think it's very smart, very wise. Here we go. We are experiencing the greatest economic and political transition, even though we're apolitical, uh, economic and political transition in centuries. The shift from an industrial to an information-based society. This transition, which is termed the fourth stage of human society, will liberate individuals as never before, irrevocably altering the power of government. Wow. That is massive, baby. We are freeing humanity for the first time ever. We thought we were free, but really, excuse me, I burped. Uh, We thought we were free, but we were like semi-free. Now we're about to be free, 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 free. Now, Artificial intelligence. You might know ChatGPT. You might not know about it. You might not know how this is going. This is about to go so quickly. And I'm going to play a clip, actually. I got a lot of clips here, a lot of good clips. So OpenAI is developing AGI, which artificial intelligence that can reason like a human, okay? And we thought when artificial intelligence comes, it's going to wipe out blue-collar jobs, and then everyone's going to be unemployed, and then, you know, everyone with a laptop. It's going the other way. The white-collar jobs are getting wiped out, Okay. Like literally early stage, like accounting professions or financial analysis present, like you can use chat GBT now. In fact, I just released a course finance GBT, check it out on maven.com, uh, which is you can use this technology to literally wipe out jobs that people are getting paid anywhere from 50, like 150,000 a year. And it's better. It's more accurate. It's quicker. You can have it literally turn, uh, analyze your financial statements, create financial footnotes. You can calculate journal entries. You can actually put in the journal entries. Now they're creating plugins. I'm going to break this all down for you. This is so massive. Okay. And that's just fine. I mean, I'm not even talking about from content creation. I'm not talking about video editing, recognizing what's in a picture and telling you what you could do with the object in a picture. It is insane. This is just the beginning. This is massive. I'm dead serious. This is massive. Okay. Um, in fact, just to give you a little little glimpse, uh, your your favorite entrepreneur, actually your favorite monopolist of all time, Bill Gates, wrote an article which we're going to get into. But he has a good subline here. He goes, "The age of AI has begun." Here's the subline: artificial intel artificial intelligence is as revolutionary as mobile phones and the internet. Okay, this is a guy who's in the know. Okay, he's part of the elite cult. Okay, he's in the club, the one that you're not in. So you might want to listen, okay? So first things first, this will be the greatest technology humankind has ever created. This is Sam Altman, OpenAI CEO, ABC News, mainstream outlets getting some airtime on the Jonathan Kogan Show. You're welcome, ABC News. Keeping you alive, baby. All right, here we go. Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, who just released ChatGPT. Now they're on ChatGPT4. Here we go. This will be the, the greatest technology humanity has yet developed. We can all have a, an incredible educator in our pocket that's customized for us, that helps us learn, that helps us do what we want. Um, we can have medical advice for everybody that is beyond what we can uh, get today. We can have creative tools that help us figure out the new problems we're going to solve, wonderful new things to co-create with this technology for humanity. Uh, we have this idea of a, a co-pilot, this tool that today we help people write computer code and they love it. We can have that for every profession. And, and we can 
have a much higher quality of life, a stand, like standard of living. As you point out, there's a huge, uh, there is huge potential downside. People need time to update, to react, to get used to this technology, to understand where the, the, the downsides are and, and what the mitigations can be. If we just developed this in secret in our little lab here and didn't give, didn't have contact with reality and made GPT-7 and then dropped that on the world all at once, that I think is a situation with. Okay, so this is quite, but this is potentially much bigger than, think about the impact the internet has had on your life. A huge, you got access to the Jonathan Cogan show in truth like never before, correct? True, obviously true. What about mobile phones? Do you basically live on your mobile phone? Is that like part of your life? But it's very interesting when you dream, when you actually fall asleep and dream, do you ever dream about being on your phone? No, you don't, you don't. You never dream about being on your phone. It's very interesting, think about that. I don't know what that means. Just thought I'd you know pass it your way. So uh, you're always on your phone, whether you're on social media, whether you're researching something, when you communi communicate to people, I think the theory is like your brain can handle having like 160 human relationships. Well, some of those now are over the internet, right? Because you're not in contact with 160 people in your little tribe, community. The world is now a network, okay? It's different. It's not just physical. It's a network. And so some of those people that you interact with online, you think of as a friend that you see down the street all the time in the same way. It's part of that 160 that fills your, your brain up. So it's just a crazy time to be alive. And now the speed of innovation is going to be so massive. Is this going to disrupt jobs? Yes. Just like the internet did, just like mobile phones did. But in my humble opinion and others is that this is going to create better jobs, jobs that people like that, that, that encourages creativity, not just regurgitating information. Okay. And doing things you hate. And then 40 years later, when you retire from your white cubicle and your pension was stolen from the government, you're like, Oh my God, I shouldn't have dedicated all that time to this. I'm so miserable. Well, those days are over. Well, unless you just finished that era, you know, if you're a boomer, you're already done. But if you are a millennial or before that, this is prime time to be much happier than the prior generation who only cared about money status and who knows what they care about and power. They love power. They're obsessed with power. Our president's like 110 years old. Okay. The, they're not even boomers. It's like before boomers, just the people older than millennials are obsessed with power. They won't let go, but we're taking over baby. Cause they're getting old and they're phasing out. It's just the way it is. Okay. So, um, in fact, I'm going to skip ahead real quick. So this is from meet Kevin, uh, YouTube channel, uh, financial guy and Ark invest, you know, Kathy Wood. This is the head of uh, artificial intelligence. It's a 45 second clip talking about the speed of this innovation, okay? And how quickly this is gonna go and relates it to the iPhone, okay? And it's a really good uh, analogy in, in my opinion. So take a listen to this and see how fast this is gonna go compared to when the iPhone came out, which is 2007, and the most recent version, what are we on the 14 or whatever in 2023? Listen how fast this is going to go, ready? Take a listen. iPhone on a GPU basis, couple of thousand times. So imagine going from the original iPhone to today's iPhone, but doing it over two and a half or three years. Oh, that, because that's 2007. That's 16 years. Exactly. And you're saying 16 years of technological advancement potentially coming in three years now. Exactly. With AI. And so if, if you like think of the original iPhone for you and how performant that was, that's chat GPT. And now you're going to three years forward, the equivalent capability advance would be upgrading from your original iPhone, which is ChatGPT, to uh, the you know iPhone with the magic camera that takes perfect pictures and you know has the app store and. So 
let's think about this. So how long it's taken to get from the 2007 version of the iPhone to where we are today. All right. That's about what? 16 years, right? You're going to experience that from chat GPT three, which was just released. What? December of 2022, basically January, 2023 to the equivalent of the iPhone, like 14 with all the apps and everything by 2025, 2026. Think about that. This is, that's insane. It's hard for you to man. It's hard for you to think of that because humans think in a linear form that things just gradually get better and better and better and better. And then we die. We don't think in exponential terms. It's not, it's, it's not how humans think. And now we are experiencing a time when we have a dozen plus technologies that are experiencing Moore's law type effects, which means that they are exponentially growing and doubling every six, nine, 12, 18, 22 months, all at the same time. So things are going to get crazy. It's just the way it is, but it's great because this is going to create opportunities that no other prior generation had. And I think it's going to bring more peace in the world, more happiness, more togetherness, more love. I'm very, very optimistic. Sure. It could be used for bad. It will be used for bad. In fact, we're going to get into some of the fears shortly. And it, it is going to eliminate a lot of jobs people have. We're going to need reskilling and upskilling, whatever you want to refer to it as, so people can use this as a co-pilot in their work life, okay? It doesn't eliminate jobs. It'll make you better at your job or it'll even create new jobs. Some jobs will be gone. You got to recognize that now and start training and reskilling, upskilling, however you want to refer to it, okay? So here is about uh, what happens with every great technological revolution. This is from the same interview with Sam Allman, CEO of OpenAI talking about the job situation. And we're going to, we're going to get into this quite deeply. So uh, this is a good clip here. Um, take a listen. And with every great technological revolution in human history, although it has been true that the jobs change a lot, some jobs even go away. And I'm sure we'll see a lot of that here. Human demand for new stuff, human creativity is, is limitless. And we find new jobs. We find new things to do. They're hard to imagine from where we sit today. I certainly don't know what they'll be. Um, but I think the future will have all sorts of wonderful new things we do that you and I uh, can't even really imagine today. So, and then he talks about the speed of the change, uh, is just going to be unbelievable, which you just heard. You just heard how fast it's going to be going from the first iPhone to this iPhone in 16 years, doing that in the next three to four years. And so people need to get used to this. So you might not even know what ChatGPT is. You might have never used ChatGPT 3.5, 4. So this is from the Lex Freeman podcast. Sam Altman was just on it. Great interview. Go check it out. Here's just explaining what GPT-4 is, okay? I I've probably should have played this first, but I want to get you all hyped up and interested. So here's what ChatGPT-4 is. And, you know, just in case you don't know. What is GPT-4? How does it work and uh, what do you use most amazing about it? It's a system that we'll look back at and say it was a very early AI and it will, it's slow, it's buggy, it doesn't do a lot of things very well, um, but neither did the very earliest computers. And they still pointed a path to something that was going to be really important in our lives, even though it took a few decades to evolve. Do you think this is a pivotal moment? Like uh, out of all the versions of GPT 50 years from now, when they look at an early system, yeah. that was really kind of a leap, you know, in, in a Wikipedia page about the history of artificial intelligence, which, which of the GPTs would they put? That is a good question. I sort of think of progress as this continual exponential. It's not like we could say here was the moment where AI went from not happening to happening. And I'd have a very hard time like, pinpoint in a single thing. I think it's this very continual curve. 
will the history books write about GPT one or two or three or four or seven? That's for them to decide. I don't, I don't really know. I think if I had to pick some moment from what we've seen so far, I'd sort of pick ChatGPT. You know, it wasn't the underlying model that mattered. It was the usability of it, both the RLHF and the interface to it. All right. So then they go into a little more detail of that. So it's so interesting that when everything in society, like the institutions we've relied on for the past 80 years since the last world order of Bretton Woods after World War II that we trusted for many decades is all turning to trash. And the institutions are all infiltrated. They're all just totally corrupt, like maximum corruption. You're seeing the educational system totally turned on its head. Just totally, maybe it was always like this, but we're all seeing it now, unless you're, you're missing some brain cells. I have some friends that are missing brain cells. That's okay, but they'll figure it out sooner or later because you're going to have to. You can't be stuck in that world. The world's changing. We're in the fourth turning. We're we are literally shaping the next 80 years right now as we speak. You could participate. You could try to hold on as long as you want to that old, you know, the old world we lived in, but it ain't going to work out for you. So you might want to embrace new ideas, new technology, and new things. So um, you see the maximum corruption, the education system, and all this stuff's turning to garbage right in front of your eyes. It's so interesting that right now when all, it's like perfect timing, everything's turning to garbage and then boom, we have a technology that is going to create better education, more personalized, better health information, right? When you have least amount of trust in institutions and, you know, you know, uh, the national, uh, you know, health uh, uh, societies and all that stuff, all garbage. And now you got, oh, wow, we just so happens humanity's at this point now where there's going to be a technology that replaces all that. So you could trust it. It's going to be way better. Like what? This time is insane. How does it happen? It makes you think we're in a simulation. It really does. Okay. Like everything goes to garbage all at once. Bam. Right now. And then right at the exact time, we have the perfect technologies that we need to get us out of it. It's like GDP shrinking, but then, oh, don't worry. We have artificial intelligence that'll probably increase it and get us out of this mess. Like, I really believe that technology is something that can't be mapped out so clearly in the economic models. And I think that artificial intelligence, as said by Sam Altman, is the most important technology that humanity's ever created. And just think about the Internet and mobile phones. It's insane. It's really crazy to think. It's it's absolutely bananas. So about how AI is going to reshape society, obviously, it's going to impact education, which is perfect timing because education has turned into a propaganda outlet, okay? It's turned into uh, just total brainwashing, which I've went through and was really brainwashed, but apparently it's even more brainwashed. It seems even more ever than it's ever been. It's crazy. You know, not about having debates from two sides, like just, you know, one side ideology and let's just cancel everybody else. It's crazy. It's really bonkers. So education's going to change and that's going to be good. It's going to be wonderful. So here he talks about how education is going to change and the benefits of that. And I think this is really, really important. It's hard to fathom how massive this change is, but it's so big. So this is how AI is going to reshape society, specifically in education. Education is going to have to change, um, but it's happened many other times with technology. When we got the calculator, the way we taught math and what we tested students on, that totally changed. The, the promise of this technology, one of the ones that I'm most excited about, is the ability to provide individual learning, great individual learning for each student. Uh, you're already seeing students using ChatGPT for this in a very primitive way to great success. And as companies take our technology and create dedicated platforms for this kind of learning, I think it will revolutionize education. And I think that kids that are starting the education process today, by the time they graduate from high school, are going to be like smarter and more capable. 
So this is what's crazy is this isn't like a theory of like what's going to happen in 30, 40, 50 years. This is happening right now. You're in it. You're in it. It just started. The AI age has literally just begun and you're in it and it's going to move so exponentially fast. Your brain can't comprehend that. So while everybody's losing their jobs because the economy is going in the gutter, they would probably never be employed again. But because of artificial intelligence and these other 12 technologies that are reaching exponential returns with Moore's law, people are going to have different jobs and it's going to get us out of this. So it's like a, it's like a, a black, it's like a white swan. Okay. It's like the opposite of a black swan. It's what's going to get us out of this mess. It's unbelievable. I, I don't know. I, I could see it so clearly. Maybe you can't. I can. And I hope you can join me on this journey of truth. It's fantastic. So uh, eliminating a lot of jobs. Let's stick on that. Okay. Here's his take on the eliminating a lot of jobs, which it's going to. It's going to. But you must educate others on how they can either make it make their job better so that they hold on to it. Or if it's one that's just it's going to be de- better done by AI, how to do a different job that is going to be a better use of your time and that you're going to enjoy more. So. Here's his take on that. Properly done. It is going to eliminate a lot of current jobs. That's true. We can make much better ones. So talking about the downsides, acknowledging the downsides, trying to avoid those while we push in the direction of the upsides, I think that's important. And again, very early preview. Like, would you push a button to stop this if it meant we are no longer able to cure all diseases? Would you push a button to stop this if it meant we couldn't educate every child in the world super well? Would you push a button to stop this if it meant there was a 5% chance it would be the end of the world? I would push a button to slow it down. And in fact, I think we will need to figure out ways to slow down this technology. Okay. And then obviously she turns it political, but because we're apolitical, we cut it off. She wants to talk about the 2024 election. We want to talk about your life, your career, and the future of humanity, okay? We put humans first. They put politics first. That's the difference between mainstream media and the Jonathan Cogan show. I just want that to be very clear. So let's talk about some of these current worries. Again, this is Lex Freeman podcast. This is the CEO of the most innovative, most important technology we've ever created. What are some worries that he has? Is it a big deal? Could this go wrong? Yeah, it can go real wrong. Okay. Real wrong. Here we go. Current worries that I have are that there are going to be disinformation problems or economic shocks or something else at a level far beyond anything we're prepared for. And that doesn't require super intelligence. That doesn't require a super deep alignment problem in the machine waking up and trying to deceive us. And I don't think that gets enough attention. I mean, it's starting. Okay. So this could go really bad. This is getting in the wrong hands. This could be monopolized by Bill Gates. And then everybody will be working in a vaccine factory. And that's the only job there's going to be on earth. Yes, that's possible. Of course it's possible, but it's not going to happen because the peasants are coming together and we are realizing that we now have technology, whether it's decentralized money, decentralized, just uh, civilization through networks or just technology with artificial intelligence, like personal co-pilots that we have now the chance to be free and finally eliminate the elite class and bring the peasants above the elites for the first time in history. And you are living in the moment not a moment, the moment where the peasants are free forever. It's unbelievable. This is revolutionary. I cannot state how important this is. And it's such an honor. It's such an honor to be in this fight with you. It's such an honor to be in this fight with you. So when people say it's going to eliminate jobs, uh, they talk about something very interesting here about uh, 
people's confusion of how important work is or the or the jobs that we have today and you know do you know do we want to work forever or do we actually want to have more freedom because ai will take over it society is very confused about working more or working less i found this to be a very interesting part of the discussion here listen to this carefully this is very very interesting this will expand the mind and make you think which which the powers that be in the elites do not want you to do they don't want you to think they do not want you to learn because if you learn it puts their power in jeopardy which by the way their power is all a facade anyways it's not real it's a fiction that you think they have and if we just said no we would take our world back but people are still going along thinking they're on the winning team but they're not Okay, here we go. Confusion about working. Very interesting take. Really replace jobs. Is that a worry for you? It is. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a big category that I believe can be massively impacted. I guess I would say customer service is a category that I could see. There are just way fewer jobs relatively soon. I'm not even certain about that, but I could believe it. So like uh, basic questions about when do I take this pill if it's a drug company or what, when, uh, I don't know why I went to that, but like, how do I use this product? Like questions, yeah. like how do I use like whatever, this? Whatever, whatever call center employees are doing now. Yeah. This is not work. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I want to be clear. I think like these systems will make a lot of jobs just go away. Every technological revolution does. They will enhance many jobs and make them much better, much more fun, much higher paid. And, and they'll create new jobs that are difficult for us to imagine, even if we're starting to see the first glimpses of them. But um, I heard someone last week talking about GPT-4 saying that, you know, man, uh, the dignity of work is just such a huge deal. We've really got to worry. Like even people who think they don't like their jobs, they really need them. It's really important to them and to society. And also, can you believe how awful it is that France is trying to raise the retirement age? And I think we as a society are confused about whether we want to work more or work less. And certainly about whether most people like their jobs and get value out of their jobs or not. Some people do. I love my job. I suspect you do too. That's a real privilege. Not everybody gets to say that. Mm -hmm. If we can move more of the world to better jobs and work to something that can be a broader concept, not something you have to do to be able to eat, but something you do as a creative expression and a way to find fulfillment and happiness, whatever else. Even if those jobs look extremely different from the jobs of today, I think that's great. I'm not. Fascinating. Fascinating. Then they talk about universal basic income, which Elon talks about saying we're going to have to have it because AI is going to take so much. But people are really just going to move towards this creator economy and more creative expression. Just like I read in the beginning, being an information based society instead of industrial based people, you're seeing people start podcasts, people start, you know, making videos or people writing articles or people becoming citizen journalists, whatever it is, you're seeing it right now. You're seeing it evolve. It's just happening so subtly. You're just not recognizing how different the world's going to be in a decade, two decades, and three decades. It's going to be a totally different world. And it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be way better. And people are changing. People are losing their jobs, whether it's Facebook laying off 20,000 or you know, 120,000 losing their jobs in the tech sector and other people losing their jobs because the economy is going in the gutter. But they're going to come out of it with new jobs, with creative expression, okay? You're still going to have a lot of the jobs from the Industrial Revolution, of course, of course. But a lot of it's going to change. It's going to evolve. And humanity is probably going to be better off for it. I mean, that's what I think. 
But let's think what Bill Gates thinks, because Bill Gates is in the elite class. Okay, he knows what's he has the information that you don't have. Okay, he is the vaccine czar. Totally unrelated, but that is what he is. So here's his article from Gates Notes. Uh, He always knows what's happening. He can predict pandemics and all this stuff. He's really good at that. So we listen. The age of AI has begun. Artificial intelligence is as revolutionary as mobile phones and the internet by Bill Gates, America's doctor. Okay, so let's read parts of this. So in my lifetime, I've seen two demonstrations of technology that struck me as revolutionary. The first time was in 1980 when I was introduced to a graphical user interface, the forerunner of every modern operating system, including Windows. I sat with the person who had shown me the demo, a brilliant programmer named Charles Simone, and we immediately started brainstorming about all the things we could do with such a user-friendly approach to computing. Charles eventually joined Microsoft. Windows became the backbone of Microsoft, and the thinking we did after that demo helped set the company's agenda for the next 15 years and create vaccines for every child in Africa and abort every African baby we can. I'm, I'm, I just added that, that last part. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. Everything up to 15 years was legit. I'm just kidding. Okay. The second big surprise, this is real. The second big surprise came just last year. I'd been meeting with the team from OpenAI since 2016 and was impressed by their steady progress. In mid-2022, I was so excited about their work that I gave them a challenge. Train an artificial intelligent to pass an advanced placement biology exam. Make it capable of answering questions that it hasn't been specifically trained for. I picked AP Bio because the test is more than a simple regurgitation of scientific facts. It asks you to think critically about biology, but we don't want the peasants to do that. I added that also. If you can do that, I said, then you'll have made a true breakthrough. I thought the challenge would keep them busy for two or three years. They finish it in just a few months. So let's go through this. So basically he's saying, yeah, it's smart and we're here. So how can we apply this to children in Africa? That's what he's thinking. We don't care about what he wants to use it for. We care about what the peasants can use this for. So he's been thinking a lot about how AI can reduce some of the world's most inequities, inequity to vaccines. Okay, we're not going to get into that. That's a, you, you already know that story. So um, let's see. Defining artificial intelligence. Technically, the term artificial intelligence refers to a model created to solve a specific problem or provide a particular service. What is powering things like ChatGPT is artificial intelligence. It is learning how to do chat better, but can't learn other tasks. By contrast, the term artificial general intelligence, which is AGI, refers to software that's capable of learning any task or subject. AGI doesn't exist yet. There is a robust debate going on in the computing industry about how to create it and whether it can be even created at all. And they believe, OpenAI believes they will create it and it'll happen much faster than we think. AGI. So so don't forget AGI. So Bill Gates has a whole article here, a link in the show notes, but uh, uh, how he sums this up, obviously, is the next generation of tools will be much more efficient and they'll be able to predict side effects and figure out dosing levels. One of the Gates Foundation's priorities in AI is to make sure these tools are used for the health problems that affect the poorest people in the world, including AIDS, TB, and malaria. Obviously, okay, dude is obsessed. Just like when you were a kid and you wanted to create a chocolate factory, this dude wanted to create a vaccine factory. God bless him. Okay, so it's a big deal. It is gonna, you're gonna be able to monitor. There's something called Fountain Life, fountainlife.com, uh, which is by Peter Diamandis, which basically you can monitor your internal, your blood, everything about your body. You could do a whole, you do a body scan four times a year and you can catch something like a cancer that's gonna come out in like 25 years. Boom, you take it out. 
It's going to save so many lives. You're going to know exactly what diet you're going to need to eat compared to your spouse or your family members, your loved ones. You're going to have a very specific diet. It's going to know everything and how it affects you. So everything is going to be personalized. The question is, Who's going to get this data? Are we going to give this data with consent? Are the governments going to collect this data? Is Bill Gates going to own this data? Who's going to own the data? The data, the data, the data. That is where the question lies. A lot of ethical issues at play here and things are about to move fast. So I implore you to go use ChatGPT. I suggest you go to maven.com and look at my finance GPT course if you want to learn how to use it in that realm. Otherwise, just go use it. Play around with it. Learn, okay? Be embrace technology even if you don't want to because it will affect your life this will absolutely unequivocally impact your life whether you want to or not just like the internet did whether you liked it or not and the mobile phone did whether you liked it or not this is the third one baby and you're alive right now when it's happening you can help shape the future you can give input okay you can warn other people you can educate other people depends how you look at it now that's all i got for ai but we're at an inflection point in humanity where information is getting to the peasants and the peasants are searching for truth and people are realizing something's off. We got artificial intelligence, the most important, arguably the most important technology being built. We got the economy going to shambles. We have the whole world reshaping. We have a fourth turning that we're in. We are shaping the world for the next 80 to hundred years. You have president G telling Putin that change that hasn't happened in a hundred years is happening right now. And we're shaping the future. Obviously, things are chaotic and things are happening. And the, literally, you are in the ultimate phase of the fourth, what, what is it called? The fourth stage of human society, which is the last stage, okay? And I think this clip, I should have played this a while ago, but this is so good. This is just one of the clips. I suggest you listen to the whole episode with Eric Weinstein, who's a physicist, very smart on Joe Rogan's podcast. And he talks about what's going on here and why you're hearing the term conspiracy theorists and all this stuff. And it kind of relates to this topic where... You're, we're just at a moment of change that we've never seen before. It's amazing. And the whole world is changing before our eyes. You have no trust in the old institutions and the old world. We're building a new one. It's a good thing. It's scary, but it's good. And he talks about what's going on here. Uh, and basically how we've, you know, the people have caught on to what's happening. And, uh, here's his theory. The whole podcast is good. I can only choose one clip. It's a few minutes long. Take a listen. I think it's really, really good. Eric Weinstein, very smart guy on Joe Rogan. Episode 1945. Here you go. Claim is that conspiracy theorist is basically uh, cobalt on baby. In other words, the government warning a private citizen, get away from that thing. Okay. We will start to destroy your reputation if you do not cease and desist. But there's no plan. So if you were the guy who figured out D-Day, you say, well, these are, there's a huge uh, increase in the inflatable balloons. I think that they might be tanks. There's no troops under that uh, army designation. You'd be a threat to this incredible operation because you have free speech and nobody right. knows how to shut you up. Right. So consider that none of us know the answer to what does the government do when private citizens start to figure out statecraft narratives are bullshit. So for example... Jeff Sachs was called in to supervise the investigation into the origin of COVID at the Lancet. And he puts in place all of the people who were involved with this through De uh, Peter Dajic. He later figures out, oh my God, I just put the foxes in charge of the hen house. Mm. And he blows the whistle. So what if we have like a, um, since the 1970s, a 45 year old workaround of the biological weapons convention in Wuhan, we've created this thing called One Health and the Eco Health Alliance we took over as a hippie charity. 
And if you ever take a look at the board of advisors of EcoHealth Alliance, it's wildly overpowered, including my old mentor, uh, who's the head of the Sloan Foundation and the ex-head of the National Science Foundation. None of you guys look at the board of directors? Crazy. We keep tripping on these official statecraft narratives. That's why they won't let us question the Zelensky stuff. They won't let us question the origin of COVID. They won't let us question the vaccines. They won't let us question whether there are therapeutics. These are all cobalt on baby things. It's horse dewormer. What's wrong with you people? You're all lunatics. You're, you're pathological losers. Okay, I get it. You're just destroying my Wikipedia entry because I keep asking questions because actually you need to have a timeout. You're out of control. I'm fine. But you're going to turn this into a pathologizing. When you pathologize people who've seen the truth, now you've got a real problem. You gaslit American citizens because you couldn't do your effing job? Really? That's interesting. Did you kill anyone? Did you do wet work? Did you do digital wet work? What did we just find out from the Twitter files, right? How many times did I say, I'm being throttled, I'm being manipulated? Um, the government doesn't want to take responsibility. We have this, what is it, GEC that's uh, from the State Department. We have CISA inside of Department of Homeland Security. These people are creating fake conversations on Twitter. They're creating fake reports about the Hunter Biden laptop to influence the election. We didn't have a free and fair election. It had nothing to do with ballot stuffing or miscounting. So I believe that partially why we're not talking is that we've done so many bad things around UFOs that we don't want to come clean. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so that's one thing. Two, if there's, imagine that there's one enormous update coming, like your life is partially a lie. I think many of us have figured out that we originally believed that it was Lee Harvey Oswald acting alone, and now we're not quite so sure, right? I don't know. Do you know that it was Lee Harvey Oswald? Well, uh, certainly the Warren report doesn't hold a lot of water with me anymore. A lot of us are going to have to deal with the fact that a lot of what we've been taught is crazy is not crazy, like the fact that this virus seems to have come out of a lab where we were trying to figure out how to put a furin cleavage site into a humanized coronavirus. And we're leaving in place the exact architecture that got us into this mess without hearings, without hearings. There's no way we would do this without hearings. So what we're seeing being an explosion, a collision between social media empowered humans who are smart, trying to figure out the story and the government stonewalling us so that we can't figure out our own lives. Like what it, did my children get in, injected or infected with something that came out of your stupidity because Ralph Barrick and Peter Dajic can't do their goddamn jobs? Maybe. Are we going to have a tribunal about the fact that you infected planet Earth and you decreased human life expectancy by causing us to fight a different COVID you know, infection every year? Maybe. These are hugely consequential issues. And I believe that UFOs are in part a hugely consequential issues for reasons that may have to do with the fact that this is of the fake version, right? it's not overlord, it's bodyguard or fortitude-like. I don't know, but we've certainly gaslit people. And I think we're not prepared to take responsibility for ruining the lives of ordinary Americans who were smart and honest because we couldn't do our jobs in the intelligence. That's you. That's you. You're the smart peasant. You're the smart American. Wherever you are in the world, doesn't matter. You're the smart peasant willing to search for the truth. That's phenomenal. You've been gaslit. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. We are not crazy. This podcast is not crazy. We've seen the truth. Once you see the truth, you can't unsee it. Go look at the library of episodes we've done. We've been called a quacko for so long or a quacko, whatever that is, a wacko, a whack job, whatever.
Okay, but what he he articulates so well. Go listen to that full episode. But you've been gaslit by your own government, wherever you are in the world, particularly the the West. You've been gaslit. All right. Big time. But this podcast doesn't gaslight. We talk about the truth and we investigate the truth against the most powerful institutions and politicians in the world. That is what we do. We hold them to account. We discuss it here. We have dialogue. We bring the receipts and we show the truth. And people who are unwilling to see the truth, well, that's on them. Okay. Let them live in the matrix forever. God bless them. We're here when they're ready. It's a tough pill to swallow when a lot of things that you've learned in the past are actually a lie. And this is the collision course, the, the official and the last inflection point to the fourth stage of human society. This is it, baby. You're in it. You're alive. You could be a part of this movement. You could share the Jonathan Cogan show. You can subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan show. You can go find out other great truth tellers out there like Jimmy Dore amongst others. But this is the time for us to unite, not divide. They're going to get more divisive. We're going to be in a, in a hot World War III very soon. You're going to, there's going to be massive, massive chaos like never before. If you, don't, if you thought the last three years was rough, it's about to go crazy because the financial collapse is brewing, baby. The banking system is brewing. The collapse is right in your face, baby. They're going to tell you everything's fine until you have nothing left and they inflate everything you've ever had away. All your hard work goes poof, gone potatoes. Okay. So you need to pay attention. You need to seek out the truth because the truth now happens to be an alternative media. That's why we're here, baby. This is it. Let's wake someone up, share a link to the Jonathan Cogan show, share them, uh, uh, the video on Twitter at K O G Z. I put every video on there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the rumble channel, subscribe to every outlet, wherever you get your podcast, the Jonathan Cogan show. Sign up, share it with one person. We're building the number one apolitical, pro-truth, pro-human, pro-earth podcast, peasant movement in human history since the Egyptians. And I don't even know if the Egyptians did an apolitical movement, but I'm just saying Egyptians because that was a long time ago and it sounds profound. You understand like the Greeks or the Romans, but they, they all collapsed, but we aren't going to collapse this time. Okay. This is it. This is it. This is the last fight, baby. And we're, we're in it. All right. So that's all I got for you today. Start learning about artificial intelligence, learn about how chat GPT, GPT four is going to change your life. And uh, if you want to sign up for the course, maven.com finance GPT, if you're interested in that stuff, check it out, subscribe to the YouTube channel, rumble channel, wherever you get your podcast, share with one person today. We're not asking for more than that. Just one person. If you want to donate patreon.com forward slash ownership economy, that's up to you. I would encourage you to do it. And Let's do it together, baby. This is it. All right. I love you. Have an amazing day, amazing afternoon, amazing evening. I'll see you tomorrow. Have an amazing rest of your day and tell someone you love them in the next 24 hours. God bless. Bye.